Hi guys, I'm Kira. And I'm Gary. And we are the Grays. And you are tuned into the, the No Gray, Gray Area Podcast. Podcast. Where lines are rarely blurred. Voices are always heard. And love is, is an, an action, action word. word. back for another episode and (laughs) and now that the election is over finally (laughs) yeah that was a lot but um we wanted to come and talk about finances so did someone say prenup i didn't say that (laughs) so prenuptial agreements um for those that don't know what they are, they are essentially an agreement between um, a husband and a wife before they get married. Yeah. Um, just in case something should happen and they get divorced, um, how you're going to separate assets. Um, so are they necessary? Babe, what do you think? Are prenuptial <sighs> agreements necessary? It's it's a thin line. You know what I'm saying? Um, me personally, I don't think they're necessary. Because I feel like if you love your partner and... It has nothing to do with love, but okay, I'll let you okay. finish. All right, all right. Well, disregard love, I suppose. And I mean, <laughs> if you, if both of y'all started from the bottom and you made it to the top, then I don't think you need one. But in certain instances, I believe sometimes if you're on the top and she's at the bottom or vice versa, mm-hmm. some type of agreement, because some people do you dirty. Absolutely. So uh, it's a yes and no for me. It's a thin line. What about so, you? so speaking of dirty, I would say yes, absolutely. Jesus. If <laughs> if you're making a certain amount of money mm-hmm. or you have a certain level of wealth and status before you get married to a person, I think you should absolutely have a prenuptial agreement. So what if both parties have that wealth status? Um. Then, yes. I mean, because whatever you had prior to coming into the marriage, Mm -hmm. I mean, anything can happen. So, of course, people don't get married with the intention on being divorced. However, comma, Mm. things happen. And like you said, people tend to show their ugly head when uh, divorce is in question. So Mm. I think that prenuptial agreements, depending on your status, Mm -hmm. is absolutely... um, necessary um (laughs) so some people say having a prenuptial agreement shows that you don't fully trust your spouse do you think that's true like i said it's a yes and no kind of situation it's a sticky situation as they would say like situation i don't (laughs) (laughs) like for instance you come with me with a prenup i'm like i bet no i'm I'm (laughs) like no i'm like for what like what do you gotta hide or what do you don't want to share with me? So I, I don't know. It just one of these situations is just sticky. It just depends on who you're dealing with. Right. And I think that's where the communication comes into play. Right. Because you have to communicate um, early and often mm-hmm. when it comes to prenuptial agreements or any agreement that you're going to be making coming from being in a relationship to being married. Right. 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 Um, so there's some stats on prenuptial agreements. Um only 5% of divorces in the U.S. actually have prenuptial agreements. Look at you. So it's only 5%. So <laughs> it's not a lot at all. No. Um, and 62% of people that say prenups send a, ne- a negative signal mm-hmm. to the other person. I so, agree with that. <laughs> so that's a lot of people that think that prenuptial agreements are negative. Right. 
But the perception is that request your the cre- requesting partner mm-hmm. doesn't have a high level of trust. But the reality is, you think that's true? Trust? No. I don't think so. No, not at all. But the reality is that all assets must be disclosed in order for the agreement to even be valid. So no one's hiding anything because you have to basically put in the prenuptial agreement all of the assets that you have. Oh, you're supposed to. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Well, then I guess if you don't put it in the... um, if you don't put it in the agreement, then it doesn't really, um, it doesn't count, right? Right. It doesn't. Not so, at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. So um, we'd like to hear from you guys on what you think about prenuptial agreements, if they are necessary. And do you believe that they um, send a negative signal um, of untrust or distrust to um, your partner? Yes, it does. That's just my opinion. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it just depends on the level of um, wealth that you have. And sometimes um, people do you dirty when it's time to be divorced. And not that you get married to be divorced, but you just never know. It just, to me, it sounded like it's sending a signal out, like, just in case. Like, why are you thinking just in case? Like, you're supposed to be this forever. Because everybody ain't loyal. <sighs> you're right about that. <laughs> right about that so there's that okay. right all right fine that's that whatever so yeah um write in or you know send us emails and let us know what you guys think um and we'll you know we've shared our insight on that yeah so. we'll read some uh responses to it and see right so joint accounts what I about it should people going from relationship to marriage have joint accounts um, I'm, uh, just like the prenups, it's a yes or no situation. <laughs> um, it could be beneficial. Um, if both partners are responsible, mm-hmm. it can work. You know, like hey, you have a joint account for these bills. So yeah, okay. I, I agree with that. Yeah, you can have it. So it can be beneficial for bills yeah. and um, I guess joint ventures and stuff. Yeah. Maybe say have a joint account for family trips. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, a family savings account for emergencies or something like that. Right. I can agree okay. with that. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Um, I am <laughs> kind of against joint accounts. Oh, we know that. Um, not because of my husband or anything like that. But it's I not just my fault. Guys. <laughs> I'm just taking up all the, I don't want to say baggage, but I'm just picking up all <laughs> the messed up stuff that she's been through prior so yeah i don't trust joint accounts um that much i mean although we can communicate about our finances i don't trust joint accounts um yeah so um making purchases i know sometimes um you know if you have a person or a partner that likes to spend a lot of money <laughs> right you yeah me yeah absolutely <laughs> don't, not look, don't don't play cute for the cameras because you like to spend or as your favorite thing or favorite quote is, I do what I want. So no, like, I, I work hard. So sometimes I want to treat myself. Sometimes or all the time. Are we talking about me or are we talking about you right no, now? No, 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 no. I don't spend money. Wow. I, I don't. I thought we were supposed to, there was supposed to be no gray area and you're supposed to be. Oh, that is a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So Up yeah. front and open. I spend money. Okay. All right. Cool. Lots of money. Anyway. Mm. Um. <laughs> So do I need your permission to make 
purchases. And if I do need your permission to make purchases, what's the limit on that? Now, are we like referring to the joint account or just in general? Just in general, like out of your own personal account. Uh, or should should couples have an agreement where um, they make purchases, but when it's a, a certain limit, they have to um, talk to their spouse or their partner about it? I don't think it's necessary, but I do believe communication is key. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I mean, I would like to be involved with, okay. with, with your big purchases. Like, okay. hey, babe, I'm going to buy this, you know, $22,000, blah, 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 Whoa. blah. So the limit is $22,000? I'm not saying that. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying oh, hypothetically. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? It'd be good okay. to know. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to know your partner. Okay. If they're a heavy spender, then it just it just. So it, how do you how do you track that? Say if you don't have a joint account, you just have to mm. trust that your partner or your spouse will be honest with you. Yeah, that's why you need to know who you're dating or who you're married or who you're messing with. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, is it okay to have separate accounts for your own personal emergencies? Nothing's wrong with that. Okay. Emergency, emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Backup, backup plan. Nothing wrong with that at all. I would agree with that. So how important is it for us to plan for emergencies? Like, do you think we should have an emergency fund? Or do you think we should just, you know, go on about our lives and if something happens, just scramble to... No, 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 no. Based on how we were raised and, you know, the military lifestyle and things of that nature, we always got to be prepared for the worst. Mm -hmm. So you, you always got to expect the unexpected. So... I was want to say they say it's better to be ready than get yeah, ready. Yeah, it's like better that. to be ready than have to get than ready. Than have to get ready. Yeah. So I like yeah. that quote. I agree with that. And I believe that, um, you know, emergencies come from all different um, parts of your life. So mm -hmm. it could be a car emergency or it could be a natural disaster and you got to get out of Dodge, right? Yeah. It could be your children um, have a medical emergency that you need to have something fixed for, right. you know? Um, so I think having a savings or having an emergency fund um, tucked away is very important to, one, your sanity, mm -hmm. <laughs> because sometimes you um, in a space of an emergency, you tend to panic True. and, you know, what am I going to do? Right. Um, so rainy day funds are important um, because you just never know when you're going to have a rainy day. And it's not to say that you need to have a. Uh, three months um, pay in your emergency fund. Why not? Can I get to it? All right. <laughs> All right. It's important. And the rule of thumb is three months salary in your uh, emergency account in the event that something will happen. Mm -hmm. However, if you're in a situation where you're barely making ends meet and you can't have three months of salary in your um in your account, right. then you got to do what you got to do. But okay. it's better to have something than nothing at all. I agree. Yeah. So um, according to bank rate survey, 41% of Americans would be able to cover a $1,000 emergency with savings. That's not even half of Americans. So, yeah, <laughs> the rest of the people, if they had an emergency, they would typically use a credit card or take out a personal loan. Yeah. I'm and that's, stories. to me, you're adding more expenses True. to yourself in the long run, right? Because yeah. if you use a credit card, you got to pay interest. 
if you take out a personal loan, you got to pay interest on that unless you get an interest free free loan. But just kind of judging from not having an emergency account, mm. I would probably say your credit will probably drive whether that's interest free or not. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So my grandma used to always say, you know, my kids will never uh, have to pay for me or pay to bury me when I die. Mm. Um, and so I think that was an important, even though she wasn't like directly saying it to us, right. she would just walk the house and sometimes she'd say stuff like, uh, my kid's not going to have to worry about me when I die. You know, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that, you know, they don't have to take money out of their own accounts and pay for it, pay to bury me. Mm. And at the time as a kid, I never understood what that meant. Right. right? right. I was just thinking like, okay, why is she talking about dying? Mm-hmm. We don't want you to die right now, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, hindsight. And as I'm growing older and maturing, I understood what she meant. She meant that she was putting something to the side, you know, for that rainy day what should it be her death right. should it be something you know injury or whatever yeah right. something catastrophic to happen she was putting that money aside to make sure that she would be able to take care of things and you know of course she's gone now uh may she rest in peace i <laughs> know may she rest in peace but um she actually died in her kids didn't have to pay to bury her so that is a testament in and of itself mm. Um, so yeah, that it's important to have an emergency fund and it's important to save for, you know, unexpected events when, you know, should they happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, like you said, just, you don't have to have a lot of money. Just give, just put something to a side. Exactly. Out of every paycheck, just put something to a side. It adds up at the end of the day. Trust me. Yes. Yeah. So moving from relationships to marriage or yeah, I would say marriage, moving from relationship to marriage. Mm-hmm. Sh- is it important for you to know how much debt your partner is bringing into the relationship? Yeah. Especially. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to finish that you statement. You let me finish my Man, statement. <laughs> what? Of course. I need to know how much debt you have. Like, don't be coming in like, okay, babe, I love you. Yeah, we'll be together forever. <laughs> and then you got like $30, $30 million in debt. Like. We never going to be married then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of times um, the couples refrain from talking about finances and debt because it it's a tough. It's embarrassing. It's a tough situation. Yeah. Uh, pretty embarrassing for some. Um, so if you bring that debt into the relationship, should your partner or spouse be responsible for that? I don't think it should be responsible. I think you should give or well, they should have the option to take it on with you if they choose to but mm-hmm. that was yours before you got into relationships so you did deal with it yourself but yeah it's up to the couple though so yeah i would agree with that yeah. and i would say you definitely should be very candid about the type of debt that you have mm-hmm. and not just hey i'm twenty thousand dollars in debt mm-hmm. but what type of debt do you have and what's your plan on paying off this debt you know if you don't have a plan on paying it off you know maybe we can sit down and we can talk about how you know, we as a couple or get you some financial um, help, your partner's responsibility. Right. However, I think you should have a commu- have a conversation with your partner mm-hmm. and let them decide whether they want to take on, you know, uh, whether that's the full responsibility of it or if they want to take on some of the responsibility. But I don't think it's fair to your partner 
to automatically assume that, well, we're in this together now. So now you inherit my debt as well. That's what I was saying. You know, and, and I think you ha- opportunity. right. And I think you have to be really open about sharing that because some people are pretty deceptive about how much debt they truly have. Can it be a deal breaker? It can't. Um, yeah, I guess it could be mm. depending on the amount and <laughs> the severity of it. Because right, if you think about it, like, okay, say you're in a position where you've been working on your credit, right. you know, for the past five years and you've gotten all this stuff wiped off your credit and yeah. you're in, you're ready to um, buy a home. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you're ready to buy a home. Right. And you say, oh, I'm going to, you know, get with this person. And this person has terrible credit. <laughs> they have a whole bunch of debt. And and you they come to you and tell you this. And then you say, well, um, I don't know. I'm going to buy this home, but we're not going to buy it together um, because your credit is trash pretty much. And you have so much debt. Um, I think at that point, you decide that you're going to buy this home and the other person might feel offended because you decided to buy it on your own and they might not be on the, (laughs) on the deed or anything like that. Well, that's their fault. They should have been working on their credit and it should have been honest upfront. Hey, I have this debt. But do you think it'll be that uh, cut and dry though? It should be. Should. I think you and I having that conversation might be simple, but I know to some people they'll probably be offended because, oh, so you're just going to buy this house without me? Well, your credit is trash. So what do you want me to do? Put you on here and then now you're more of a risk. And so we have a higher interest rate. And what? No, that's not how that works. I think the older generation would be more embarrassed. I think this new generation is, is more upfront. No. They might be more upfront, but what are they more upfront about? Just like, look, I got debt, so uh, <laughs> what you want to do? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm just saying. So anyway. No, no, no. So back up, back up. So I have a question. We'll have a situation. So what if, all right, you get with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Dating, blah, blah, blah. Married, blah, blah, blah. Well, not even married yet. Well, I guess kind of married, whatever. Kind of married. Okay, married, whatever. And <laughs> kind of married. <laughs> and they didn't tell you about that debt. And and later on down the line, you find out about it. And now they have to confront you. Now, how would you feel about that? Would you necessarily end the relationship? Or how would you go about that? Um, I would feel kind of betrayed mm-hmm. because I feel like that's something that you should have disclosed up front. However, on the other side of that, I would probably, you know, question myself in terms of why didn't you even did you ask? You know, because because mm. I feel like some people will probably play the card of well, you didn't ask. You don't. So I didn't really volunteer the information because you didn't ask, mm. you know. And so That's there true. you can kind of play true. that game. Right. It's a good game. And so I think <laughs> it's not a good game. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it 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 definitely depends on um where you are in your life and what your goals are. And if your goals don't are not in line with your partner Mm -hmm. at that time, I think that could cause a lot of friction. Now, if both of y'all are just chilling and you're just like, okay, um, we'll buy a house at some point or we'll do this at some point, there's no rush, then I think you have time to build. But if you're a person that has already built it, Mm -hmm. already gotten all your stuff squared away and you're ready to press go, Mm -hmm. and now you're dealing with a partner 
that's not ready to uh, hit go and they're still trying to rebuild themselves, mm-hmm. um, I think you're going to run into issues. Now, if you're willing to um, pull your timeline back in order to help this person get to where they need to be, then that's a different story. But if you're like ready to hit go on this home purchase right. or this car purchase, whatever it is that you're trying to make a big purchase on that requires you to have a certain level of credit, mm-hmm. I think that um, you're probably not going to hang around for that, right? Right. Okay. Um, so I guess it just depends on the person and depends on what the person's goals are. Right. And that'll determine um, how... I mean, the effort that they put in to getting this person where they need to be. Okay. Does that cool. make sense? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So Smart Money Survey found that that is the most contentious financial issue a couple will face. So even outside of infidelity and all the extra issues that come along with being married um, or even just being in a relationship, yeah. that is the most contentious uh, financial issue a couple will face. So. So a person may enter the marriage with no debt while the other may carry a lot. So typically that is the case where one comes in and they're, you know, just squared away and the other person may or may not be. Um, If you get lucky and both people are, um, hey, squared away, then we're good. We said we Gucci. So um, it just. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> that just goes without saying, right? Yeah. Um, so I know we already touched on like does um does it matter who manages the finances, but does it matter? Did we even no. touch on it? I don't think we did. No, we haven't touched on that. Okay, so it doesn't matter who manages the finances? No. Uh not at all. Well for us, I don't well of course you do it. But <laughs> I mean I can do it too, but I look like you take uh, like pride in I do. So I'm like, I take pride in budgeting our finances because I like to know how much money's coming in and how much money's going out. And that's the only way I think you're yeah. going to be successful with managing your money. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know how much is coming in, how you know how much is going out? What if it's sporadic sporadic though? Then you you write that down too mm-hmm. and you calculate all of it, right? Well, you got that. So <laughs> I just I just bring the bacon home and you just <laughs> You just budget it out. I bring some bacon too. Don't get it. Oh no, 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 we know. We know. <laughs> we, know. we know. You ain't the only provider around here. Uh, okay. You got the uncured bacon. You know what I'm that, that, that rich one. Just give me. I got turkey bacon. You got that that straight pork. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Brown sugar. Yeah. Oh. See, look at you. My bad. All Brown right. sugar. My bad. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So. Do you think it's important to know your partner's credit score at any point in the relationship? Doesn't matter if it's the beginning or if it's the middle, the end, or I mean, like before you actually get married. Do you think it's important to know that? Um, I don't. One of those situations. You said before we got married. Um, it's good to know because uh-huh. it like it pretty much leads you or guides you to where you want to go mm-hmm. or how much work we need to do. All right. And I'm pretty sure if you have a, a nice or a great credit score, you're going to tell them anyway, hey, I'm 850, so what's up? What you got? Why you got to tell people my credit score? See, I didn't <laughs> say you I was there, so you <laughs> just told it yourself. <laughs> I'm <Jesus>. kidding. But <laughs> she got that. Uh, I didn't even want to say it, but you know, she got that, that, that credit, credit. <laughs> Whatever. I'm working on mine. I'm working but on it mine. wasn't always this way, you know, until I finally sat down and started taking my finances very mm. serious. Um, I always tell uh, Gary... I was broker when I was military to military than I was as a single uh, mom. Like after I got myself established, mm. I was like, how is that possible? You know, most and for my military folks, you know, when you're meal to meal, 
both of you get BAH, both mm-hmm. of you get your own separate rations. So it's like, how the hell am I more broke then than I am now? Right. You know, so or broker. I don't know. More broke, broke, broker. Man, we straight, man. <laughs> broker. Sure. Broker. We're gonna yeah. say broker for the sake of this, right? Broker, bruh. Broker. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I think, um, to answer the question, I think it is important to know your partner's credit score. Um, I don't know if it's very important up front. Mm. Um, if it's low, and okay, don't get me wrong. If your partner's credit score is low mm-hmm. when you first start dating and you first start, you know, um, kind of getting serious, right. I think that's a that's a time where you can build. Okay. You know, because sometimes people just don't know what they don't know. True. That's true. So just because someone has, say, a 400 credit score, mm. what's the history? <laughs> is that even on the scale? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not to offend anybody. I mean, if Jeez. you need some financial advice, I have a friend that, um, you know, she's really good with that. Is that a plug? That's a plug. Jesus. <laughs> Hit me up and I'll give you her information. Okay. Um, but at any rate, um, If you uh, with your credit score, like I was saying, Mm -hmm. um, if you if the person has a low credit score, that might be a time where you can build. Right. Right, Okay. So what let me see your credit report. What's on there? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they had, you know, a few things that, you know, it's been years and it just hasn't fall off yet. Maybe they went into bankruptcy. Maybe they whatever that case is. I think that's a time if you're committed to being with this person for an extended period of time. I think that's a moment right there for growth where you can grow together. Okay. And I think that's why it's important to speak this stuff early and early and upfront. Right. Because that gives you time to grow. But if you just we've been together 10 years and all of a sudden you just we decide, okay, we're in a good space. I'm thinking we're in a good space. (laughs) And then we decide we want to buy this house or we want to, you know, buy um, some land or do whatever that is. And then you hit me with shorty only got a 400 credit (laughs) score. I'm going to be like. You got a what? (laughs) You know, and so I think you got to be clear about that. Right. Um, But pride is a is a is a big thing, though. I agree. It can be specifically for men. Yeah, Uh, specifically for men. um, And I can understand how that could be an issue when talking about. These type of issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's a a lot for us, you know, to be like, I'm not up there or I'm not as good as you. Yeah. Because as a man, he's supposed to be, quote unquote, the, the top tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. for you to come to come with this independent, most successful woman yeah. and she's got everything going on for her. And you just come with your problems. It's like, damn, do I really deserve this girl? But you know I think but I think there's strength and vulnerability, though. I think there's strength and vulnerability being able to speak on what might not be so good so Mm. you can give her the opportunity to choose you know what do i help build this guy or do i not have the time to do that that's a risk man it is a risk but i think for me it's better to give it to me up front Mm. um versus you know holding it to the side and then i have to get surprised i i don't too much care for surprises and i definitely don't care about surprises when it comes to finances so right. so no gray area for you then. no <laughs> gray area on that <laughs> See what I did there? no gray area on that <laughs> <You're> so <welcome>. yeah. <laughs> yeah but um and i and again mm-hmm. that's because of the struggles that i've already had to have you know right um just because someone walks around looking like a million bucks doesn't mean that they 
are where they need to be financially. I remember having a conversation in the airport with my daughter. She was probably about, mm, she was probably about eight, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And we were in the airport and there was a guy, I mean, he was Gucci, Louis, Prada down to the, I guess his socks. I couldn't see him. Right. But that's what they say, right? Yeah. So he had every <coughs> label you could think of on his body. I mean, from the book bag to the glasses, you know, accessories, the whole nine. Right. And my daughter said something along the lines of, Mommy, I bet he's rich. Mm. And that was a teachable moment. I said, baby girl, you can't judge somebody by what they wear. Because nine times out of ten times, half of it is fake. True. (laughs) I mean, nothing against people that rock counterfeit and fugazi, but that's your thing. You do you, boo-boo, whatever you can afford. Um, (laughs) but, um, it, I, I told her in that moment that you can't judge people by what they wear. You can't judge people by the car that they drive because my grandma had, you know, she told me in the past, you never know what they did to get what they have and you don't know what they're doing to keep what they have. Mm. So that was a good, um, that was good for her to tell me that. And uh, at that moment, I didn't really understand, understand what that meant, but as I got older and started to really see people for who they really were, it made a lot of sense. Right. right okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let me see that credit score. Okay. Mm. And let me make a decision. <laughs> mm. okay. Um, yeah. So, which takes us to our next point of living within your means. Right. There's a lot of people that don't live within their means and, how do you feel about living within your means and should you have a balance of that or a balance of what? Like living within your means and then just living recklessly. See is that a word? Recklessly. That is a word. Okay, got it. It's <laughs> it's social media is uh the devil because mm-hmm. that'll get you in debt as well too, trying to keep up with the Joneses. So I'm like, yo, they doing this, so I gotta do that too. I gotta The Joneses up. are broke by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <coughs> just kidding. Press for it. No, that's none of my business. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. None of my concern. Just kidding. So I just know we good over here. But we um, good over here. like I said, yeah, I mean, if you on social media, you know what I mean, you see this this lavish lifestyle, so you want to imitate that as well. So by doing that, you put yourself in a hard situation that you living without well, living out of your means. Right. So I think it's very important to live within your means. Yeah. Okay. I would I would agree with that. You know me. I am very frugal when I need to be. I Are am f- you? I'm frugal. When? Okay. <laughs> I'm not as frugal as he thinks I am, okay. but okay, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not that frugal. Thank you. But I prepare and plan for purchases. I budget. You budget so purchases? I budget. <laughs> so like if I want to say I see something that I like, mm. if it's not within my budget, then I make sure that I save enough for the next how many ever months I need to save, and then I go buy it. <laughs> That's a lie. That's such a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I live within a budget. Okay. Do you not remember the conversation we had with our daughter the other day, and I told her I had five dollars. <laughs> <or two? laughs> oh, I have five dollars until payday. Okay. Because I live within a budget. So I don't go out here and take my my rent money or my, Mm. you know, mortgage money or my (laughs) car payment money or anything like that and buy dumb stuff. Okay, you got it. You got it. It's your story. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm listening. Anyway, 
whatever. <laughs> it's so judgmental, but yeah. I do live within my means, you know. Right. And whatever my means are, um, you probably don't understand. Because <laughs> it's lavish. <laughs> it's not. It's not lavish. Okay. Okay. Let me give a little story here. Please. Story time. Right. Mm, okay. So when Gary and I first started dating, Gary was all about labels. Okay. Um, I am very basic in terms of, you know, if I choose labels or if I choose something basic, as long as it looks nice and I like the way it feels and I am feeling good in it, I'm okay with that. Stick a pin right there. Women can do that. Men cannot do that. Men can absolutely do that. Men cannot wear anything that's just comfortable. I like how it feels. We will get no play from no females. Why are you worried about play? I'm not saying me. Oh. I'm just saying oh, men. Oh, you mean men in, in general. general. Okay. Make sure you clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no play. I'm good. Oh, okay. But men cannot do that. And you know that's true. Unpin. Yeah, continue story. Okay. You made me forget what I was going to say. But any at any rate, I think it's very important to live within your means. And, you know, you shouldn't be spending, like I say, your rent money and everything else to stand in line and buy a pair of Jordans. That's why we got credit cards. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, he about to make me lose my mind. He is about to make me lose my mind. Oh, man. Um, that is a no-no. Okay. Right. Um, if you got to buy it on credit. You, don't you need probably it. don't need it. Okay. Um, so especially if it's not something that is a need, mm-hmm. you know, needs and wants. And I think we have to get clear on what needs and wants are. Mm-hmm. And that will differ for certain people. But needs and wants, it's important to define that for yourself personally and mm-hmm. as well as for your relationship. Okay. Because um, that could vary, right? It does. Because when you first got here. What? You were a hot mess. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Don't believe him. He was a hot mess. Um, so. Stay the same. So. What's next? This Talk is to gonna me. be a tough one. What? I'm gonna hear this. So what if <laughs> your partner, and this could be. <laughs> I'm listening. What if your partner isn't current on child support payments mm-hmm. and has arrears? Is that your responsibility? I can't speak for that. <laughs> Put yourself in that case, in that uh, p- position. If I came into the relationship mm-hmm. and I owed my baby's father mm-hmm. money, uh, money, support, money for our kids, mm-hmm. should you be responsible for those arrears? No, that's <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah. Like I said, what you got going on before or prior? I got nothing to do with me. Okay. Now, you can give me, I mean, you can let me know that you're behind and give me the option, just like the uh, whatever thing we were talking about earlier. I, give me the option to help, to uh, assist you or yeah. not, but it's my choice. I'm not, you're not going to force me to help pay with you. So, mm-hmm. no. So, I would look at it from the standpoint of, no, it's not your responsibility. Um, right. If I was to enter a relationship with someone that owed arrears, mm-hmm. but I would want to know, why do you have arrears? I would definitely ask that question because I want to know, are you not paying because you're in a position where you can't pay or you couldn't pay? Are you in a position where you just want to be a loser? Mm, You know, because that changes things, right? Because if you are a loser and you don't want to take care of your child, Mm. we don't need to be together. 
So I think that sets the tone for a lot of things. Mm. If you don't value your children and their well-being, you're not going to value my well-being. There is no way you can say that you can care for me more than you can care for your own flesh and blood. Some, Absolutely some not. Some women look past that, though. Absolutely and they, and not. And they get mad. When it when it happens well, to them. Well, I mean, <laughs> like hey, the, the sign was right there. Hey, the sign's there. If yeah. he owe forty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars in mm. back, you know, child support or arrears, That's how is crazy. he gonna really take care of you? And what if you have children? Yeah. If you don't care about your own children, how are you gonna care about my children? Makes sense. You know, and it goes deeper. It's deeper than just the financial responsibility of that. Mm. It's also, you know, just the level of care. Because you can't tell me you love and care for your children when you don't support your children. Children got to eat. Children cannot. um, All these expenses they have through school. Mm -hmm. Love don't (laughs) pay those expenses. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. You can say I love you. I love you. I love you all day till you're blue in the face. But who are you trying to convince? The child or yourself? Mm. You know? And so that's kind of one of those things. My question to you would be, why are you behind? Now, if you were in a bad financial situation and things were just wasn't adding up, things weren't meeting, whatever that looks like, right. then we might have something to work on, right? Okay. If you show me that you were trying to put in the effort, but you just fell on hard times or something happened, mm. then we can have a conversation. Okay. But the moment you say <laughs> that, oh, you just thought it was okay to not do it, the conversation's done, and probably so is the relationship. You know, period. That's just my two cents on that. Well, that's that. (laughs) Case closed. Right. So while we're talking children, claiming children on your taxes, is that a conversation that uh, couples should have when they have children? Or, you know, say they have one child. Who carries the child? Do I do as a mother? Do I carry the child every year? Or if we have multiple kids, do we split it? How does that work? Do you think that's a conversation that should be had by, you know, couples when they're talking finances? I mean, if we got multiple children, you claim one, I claim one, right? So many times that doesn't happen, though. Oh. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't, so many situations <laughs> I don't know because I don't live there. I understand that. I understand that. But I think that, like, the easiest way, okay, if we have two kids, mm-hmm. you claim one, I claim one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mom should get more of yeah. anything, claim more of anything. That's just me personally. So Why is that so? Because I, I feel like the mom do more. And don't get me wrong, like, for me personally, I, I know I do a lot, but I'd rather you have the money than myself. Oh, you're so sweet. Just being real. <laughs> you always care so deeply <laughs> about me. <laughs> no, but um, so what did you learn from your parents about money, if anything? Uh, Good save, or bad? Save. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had two different spectrums. My mom's side, she uh, pretty much was very, no, she wasn't frugal, but she made me make sure I, I managed my money properly. Mm-hmm. Um, from my dad's side, my dad was, my dad gets a lot of, well, he was getting a lot of money, so he spent it like easily. So, and that's how you, why you were the way you were when we first started dating. So money, because money comes and goes. That's mm-hmm. the way I seen it. Um, when I was around him, so I just like, all right, well, I spend it now, I'm gonna get it back anyway. So I just keep spending, you know, a lot, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had two different sides. It depends which way I was feeling that day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, and it showed up in our relationship a lot. Mm. So initially, right? Right. I mean, we're on path to better days now definitely yeah <laughs> but it showed up a lot in the beginning that you were just kind of i like to spend money still but mm-hmm. i do it in a more responsible way now mm-hmm. 
what what's the saying? Uh, what? Spin a check, get it right back, or something like that. Oh my God, you so old. Okay, uh, so that wasn't the one. Got it. All right. Anyway, so yes. my parents. <laughs> what have you learned? I, my parents taught me. Um, okay, so my grandmother taught me a lot of things without actually sitting me down and having a conversation. Just her words and her. I think the seeds that she was planting every day in me that she. I think she knew what she was doing, mm-hmm. but she just would say different things. Um, as I mentioned earlier, she said about, you know, my children will not have to pay for my burial. She saved for that. So life insurance for back in the day, right, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, <laughs> instead of putting it into a life insurance policy, she was just saving her money and tucking it away. My brother and I actually found the suitcase that had all the money in it in her closet. Mm-hmm. And the next time we went back to actually go count it, it was gone. So she knew we had found it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So <laughs> um, my mom, what did she teach me about money? I don't think my mom taught me anything, like any lessons. Mm-hmm. I think just seeing my mom deal with my brother and my sister mm-hmm. <laughs> with all of their Jordans and Scotty Pippins and Patrick Ewins and all these shoes that they just absolutely loved. Um, I saw my mom buy them all these expensive shoes. And so I just settled for, you know what, I'm going to just get the Payless brand the right. little, you know, skip to my loose shoes. <laughs> mm. I had like every color. And so I think at that time I just, you know, I don't know. I saw my mom just hmm, in a place where it was like, I got to make sure I buy them these things so they can be happy. Right. But I could tell that she probably wasn't in a good space to buy certain things. Mm. And I remember having a conversation with her after I had joined the military and came back home. And she said a lot of nights she would sit at work and eat crackers at work because she just didn't have the money to buy herself some lunch. So she sacrificed. Yes. You guys are good. And so that was very humbling to me. And that kind of showed me that, man, like, I don't want to live like that, right, you know. Right, yeah. So I'm going to basically tell my kids this is what you're going to have and not let them dictate to me what they're supposed to have. Right. You mm. ain't got no job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so would you rather spend money on experiences or things like homes, cars, or would you like you rather have like a balance? That's easy. It's a balance. Yeah, I agree. You gotta it's live life, man. Absolutely. It's <laughs> definitely a balance. And I think this year has taught us a lot about living life and the importance of that, you know, yeah. so many deaths and yeah. sudden deaths that we weren't expecting. So definitely you got to have a balance um, and, you know. So that's important. <laughs> have a balance. <laughs> Making a budget, ensuring that you have um, the money that you need to, um, you know, be successful and do the things that you need to do in life. Should we go into wedding debt or should we save no, that for another no, episode? No, <laughs> no, unnecessary. Okay, we'll save that for another time. <laughs> unnecessary. We'll save that for another time, okay? <laughs> Um, so I guess our final tips will be don't compare your financial situation to other people. Uh, get comfortable talking about money with mm. your partner um, and your spouse. Yes. Live within your means. Mm. Figure out what your means are, not based off of someone else's means and what someone else has. Right. You can still be as cute. You can still be as fly. Um but just make sure that you're not living outside of your means, right? 
So mind your business. Mind your business, basically. <laughs> watch your okay. own bag, as you say, there right? There you go. Don't watch someone else's. Watch your own, right? Okay. Save something for a rainy day. Okay. Emergency funds are important. Make sure you're saving something for any type of emergency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be a whole lot, but just make sure you're saving something, okay. right? Um, don't be deceptive about your debts coming into a relationship or moving into uh, marriage. Be open about that stuff, you know, because maybe it's an opportunity for you to be helped versus an opportunity for you to be shot down, right? It's a risk. <laughs> it's risk. risky, but yeah. I think it's worth it. It is. I think it's worth it. Um, don't judge people based on how much money you think they make. Think. Um, and we will definitely hit on that in another episode because a lot of people think that military people make so <laughs> much money and we absolutely don't. Okay. Don't? We don't. What? You was in the military before. You know we don't make no money. I was getting paid. Nah. You was not. I wasn't. You were not. Nah, I wasn't. Uh, financial instability is not only about a person that doesn't work or doesn't earn enough money. Mm-hmm. It's about a person that doesn't care about improving their situation. Let's deep say it again. Financial instability mm-hmm. is not only about a person that doesn't work mm-hmm. or doesn't earn enough money. Right. It's about a person that doesn't care about improving their situation. I like that. So... Just be mindful of that. You know, you might be, you know, unstable because of other reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of questions to ask before getting married. Do any of your family members depend on you financially? Okay. Think that's important? Yeah. yeah. I think it's important. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're making $10,000 a month and you're giving your mama $5,000, I need to know that. Jeez. All right. It's my mama, man. It's your mama, but I need to know that. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Do you have life insurance? And we didn't go into life insurance on this one, but it's important to know if your partner has life insurance. Why, so you can kill him? Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, 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 What are your financial goals for a family? And um, that's a few questions that you can ask to start um, conversation about finances. In a new relationship. Okay. Right. Can I be like a first date question or no? If you want it to be, it depends on how comfortable you are. Sure. Right. All right. Um, we had a listener question. Uh oh. <laughs> so we'll make this short and sweet to answer our listener question. But when your friends think that you have more money than them, they feel it is okay to not pay you back. <laughs> Or when you ask for it back, they don't return it because they assume that you are okay without it. Why does it seem like it's an act of Congress to get your money back? Look at you. An act of Congress to get your money back. That's what the listener wrote. I just. Jeez. (laughs) Do you want to answer first or you want me to go? No, go ahead and answer. You got it. (laughs) You got it. So I think it's very selfish Mm. for the person uh, to not pay you back based on solely based on the idea that you have more money than them. Mm. Okay. Obviously you have more money than them because they asked you for money. True. But I think it's unselfish because they don't know if you took that money from someplace else to help them out. Mm -hmm. They don't know if that was your last and you did it out the kindness of your heart. They don't know what you went without in order to give them 
this this money right so i think it's very unselfish or very selfish selfish. it's very selfish to assume that just because um you let me borrow money you're in a better space than i am so i don't have to pay you back and so that in and of itself should be enough for you to check the type of friends that you have right if you don't care enough about me to pay my money back and then when i ask you about it you get offended that's a problem and if I can't address you on my money, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, also, I, I feel like they're taking advantage of you, mm-hmm. friend or family. Mm-hmm. They're definitely taking advantage of you. So when they do stuff like that and you, re- and you realize and recognize that, then you know from next time, just don't give it to them. Absolutely. And my grandma always told me, you know, never give someone, let someone borrow something that you can't uh, expect to go without. Mm. So, um, and I know some people hate hearing that because it's super cliche, but it doesn't excuse their behavior and make it okay just because you can stand to go without it. They don't know that. Right. You know, so that's my two cent on that. Hopefully that answered our listeners question. Um, if not, uh, we please let us know, um, and we'll try our best to, you know, further expound upon that in future episodes. Um, so as we come to the end of this episode, babe, do you have anything else? No, mind your business, get your money and be honest and open with your spouse or partner. Short and sweet. I like it. (laughs) So as we come to the end of this episode, please don't forget to follow us on YouTube at Gary and Kira Gray. Mm -hmm. And please like, comment and subscribe. Do it. Also, our podcast is available on Apple, Google, Mm. and SoundCloud. There you go. (laughs) If you have any questions that you would like us to answer or topics you'd like us to speak on, please email us at nograyarea20, that's the number 2020, at Mm gmail.com. And on that note, babe, what do you want to say? You know the usual. Love yourself and love each other. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Have a good day or whatever you want to do. Be good. (laughs) Bye. Bye.